Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today, Simon Nixon, uh, pastor of Naran Community Congregational Church, is having an interview with Laura Van Vorst, a trained psychologist um, on mental health during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, it's uh, got some very useful information in it and uh, hopefully you guys can uh, get something out of this too. So please uh, enjoy this episode. Well, hi guys, I'm Simon Nixon. I'm the pastor at Norellan Community Congregational Church and I'm here with Laura Van Voss. Laura, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Laura. I'm a psychologist. I work here in the local area. I've been a psychologist for about 10 years. Um, spend a lot of time working with people on different mental health issues like anxiety and depression and lots of other things. Um, and at the moment, talking a lot about COVID-19. So I wanted to have a, a little conversation today and hopefully you might find it help, helpful just uh, around some of the, um, I guess, the mental health issues surrounding COVID-19 and, and the, the way that we are living at the moment. Um, so one of the big words that I keep hearing uh, over the last two months is the word normal. And there's a lot of... Uh, talk about will we ever get back to normal there won't be the same normal will there be a new normal um and i just wonder laura if you could talk to us for a, a little while about that idea of normal and uh mm. what that might look like for people yeah well i think um as you said everything is completely different to normal at the moment and um we're all creatures of habit and change is really difficult for most people um, and we've just gone through a lot of change that we haven't had any control over. It's just happened to us and happened quite suddenly. And it's um, been ongoing for several weeks now. So I think um, the new normal is that a lot of people are going to be experiencing some feelings and some things that they haven't potentially experienced before. So um, your reaction to this could be you might be quite worried. You might be very hypervigilant. You might be feeling some of that anxiety and stress or even panic. Um, maybe you're feeling more of those depressive symptoms like it uh, might be hard to get going in the morning, your routine's gone out the window, um, that can make it hard to feel motivated to do the things that you used to enjoy, maybe they don't seem very fun anymore. Um, you could be experiencing disappointment, maybe some of your plans have been cancelled, some people have had to cancel quite huge things and really change what their year looks like. Um, there's lots of stress about finances and employment um, you might be feeling numb or you might be feeling completely fine and I suppose um, the first thing to acknowledge is that every single one of those feelings is normal in the current situation um, there's not something wrong with you if you're having any of those reactions um, this is a really unusual situation it's not something we were prepared prepared for and um, yeah any of those experiences that you're having are not something to be worried about there's something to manage and and you might have to take action to do something about them but it's not something that means you're abnormal or there's something wrong with you or there's something to be ashamed of I think um you know we know there's there's quite a big stigma attached to mental illness and to struggling with your mental health in our um in our culture and I think um you know in the church sometimes we can feel that we might be having thoughts like I shouldn't be struggling with this um it means my faith's not strong enough um and so if you are feeling any of these feelings, I would encourage people to challenge those thoughts because um, all these, these experiences that we're having and all um, any mental illness symptom is it's a symptom of the broken world we live in, but it's not sinful to have a feeling like that. So um, we definitely encourage people to um, accept the feeling that they're having, find a way to manage it, but not feel guilt and shame around it because yeah, it's very, very normal.
and an appropriate response really to, to what's going on. Um, so for a lot of people, uh, these are new experiences, um, whether it be anxiety or stress or um, depression, these sort of things. Um, have you got any advice for people that might be starting to feel some of these things for the first time and maybe some healthy ways they can potentially work through that? Yeah, um, I think it can be a very confronting feeling. Um, and you might be having thoughts like, you know, this doesn't happen to me. I don't struggle with these things. I'm not a worrier or, um, or thoughts like that. Um, so I think the first thing is to just know that you're not alone, especially at the moment you're not alone. I would say probably more people are struggling in some way than aren't at the moment. Um, but anyway, you're not alone. There's lots of people um, who who struggle with anxiety or depression. And I suppose it's worth noting when I say anxiety or depression, I'm not necessarily saying that having worries at this time or, or even having panic symptoms would mean that you would meet criteria for a diagnosis of those things. I'm not thinking of the diagnosis, but just using that as shorthand for some of those symptoms of um, stress and anxiety and, and feeling or feeling down or, or feeling upset or sad. Um, yeah, so I think it can be confronting to have those feelings for the first time, but, um, but you're not on your own. And there's lots of support out there. So I think the first step would be to um, to reach out to someone around you, which is hard at the moment because we're all quite isolated from each other, but to um, not leave it because if, if you wait till it gets worse, it gets harder to ask for help. So um, to just reach out to people around you would be the first step, I think, and just um, let them know that, you're, that you need some support. Um, whatever form you need that to be, whether that's a chat or whether um, you need them to kind of check in with you or whether it might be something more. Mm. Um, and then I guess the other part of that is that there's probably a lot of people out there that have dealt with stuff like this before. And the way I sort of think about it is, and this might be a, an interesting uh, way of thinking about it for you, Laura, but like a, a weightlifter who's learnt to lift a certain amount of weight and they've got the technique right and they've done the training and they've worked hard to, um, under, to, to know how, what they're doing. And so they can lift, say, 100 kilos pretty well now with a lot of training and, and doing all that work. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone's come, come in and dumped another 100 kilos on top of them. And it's like all of that weight comes mm. back on and they haven't done the, the work exactly to, uh, to be able to... Um, hold that in the same way and so they might be experiencing again um, a whole bunch of emotions that they thought they might have worked through or dealt with in the past mm. yeah I think it's likely that this is going to be triggering for a lot of people who have experienced some of those anxiety stress or depressive symptoms in the past um, and I, I like that analogy I think it, it's it's true because we've learned to cope with what we had um, and so maybe we felt like we'd, we'd moved on and we're through some of that stuff, but then, yeah, a new challenge comes and it's a big one and it's one that is global and it's not going anywhere in the next, you know, few weeks. So um, definitely is going to push people, push people's resilience and push them um, in terms of what they can cope with. And so um, if you are someone who has dealt with some of those things in the past and, and felt that you've left them in the past and now they're starting to rear their head again, um, I guess, be kind to yourself because that's you know there's going to be setbacks and this this might be a time of, of setback for you but um 
there's there's support out there and you can reach out and, and grab some of that support and find some of those things that helped you through before and um and it's not a failure in you that that you need that support again it, it's just that's just life and that's where we're all at at the moment yeah um one of the the huge um things we're all experiencing at the moment is um that isolation uh and it's isolation in so many different ways even now things I can gradually be getting back to normal. It's still not normal um, to, to give someone you love a hug or a handshake. Um, we still don't meet together in groups of friends or family. Um, we're still essentially wanting to be kept in our houses. Um, and so we don't have those regular uh, moments. One of the things I'm really missing is just that little conversation you have with someone in the office um, about what you watched on TV last night and those sort of things. Um, is there any ways we can be really intentional about the way we reach out to people mm-hmm. uh, and connect with people and, and even try and have that vulnerability and, and honesty with people about how we're feeling? I think um, it's probably the hardest part, isn't it? That um, like we're built for a relationship and we're built for a community and that's the way that we normally manage things. And so um, the current situation, the way that we are loving, showing love to each other is by staying apart or, um, as you said, you know, we're allowed to start to meet up, but it's very tentative. It's very small groups. We're still not really meant to have physical contacts. We're still, you know, social distancing and it's really kind of intuitive. I think, um, that means that for a lot of people informal support has, feels like it's gone. Um, because yeah, that, that thing that we rely on to be, um, our safe place and, and our support is not there in the same way. And that's really, really difficult for a lot of people even as restrictions start to lift that continues to be difficult um and so as you say it's about being intentional to connect with people um and I, i'm sure that a lot of people are doing these sorts of things already but things like having you know video chats with your family um maybe setting aside a particular time for a phone call maybe if you used to meet up with a person on a certain day you could meet up online instead um and even though i'm sure people have been doing those things for the last several weeks i think as you get a few weeks into this time some of that stuff that was probably being a protective factor for you and helping you to cope um, it's easy to let that kind of slide because it's harder to maintain this stuff when it's online and when it's by phone and by text message and so I think the most intentional thing we can do is make sure we're connecting with important people in our lives every day Um, make sure that a day doesn't go past when you haven't connected with someone Um, because in your normal life that wouldn't happen Um, and that's going to be the best way to try and maintain those relationships going forward and as, as the restrictions start to lift it'll be easier to do that because we'll be able to actually see each other but um even the people that you don't get to see um not only reaching out for support for yourself but also um reaching out to see how other people are feeling um, i think it's it's pretty normal in our culture to check in with each other's physical health like you know how are you are you well but it's um less normal to check in with people's mental health but I think this is a great time let's make it normal let's ask each other how we're feeling you know how how are you coping with being isolated how are you feeling about going back to work if that's on the cards yeah um with where each other is and doing it the ways that we can Mm. and I think um there's a part of vulnerability and honesty about people where usually we don't want to talk about that sort of stuff. We put the guards up, um, mm. but there's probably not a better time really mm. to be honest about that. Yeah. And I think at this time, 
there's a good chance the person you're talking to has experienced to some extent some of the feelings you're having. So hopefully um, if you can be brave and have that conversation, you might find that um, that you find support and vulnerability on the other side too. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know for me, one of the, the biggest struggles in all of this has um, been uh, having to be torn away from my daily routine. I'm a real <laughs> creature of habit. I go to the same place to get coffee. I go to the same place to get lunch. I leave the house at the same time, the, uh, take the boys to school, all of those sort of things. And um, our routine as a family has been turned upside down and it, and now we're in this place where um, it might change again and then it might change again and then it might change again. Um, what are some, uh, maybe some skills we could try and put in a place about trying to hold on to some sort of daily routine? You're talking about connecting with people daily, but are there some other things that we could be doing? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because we've just had this big change. Everyone's routine's gone out the window. We've probably, most of us, settled into a bit of a new normal and now it's changing again. And um, from week to week, we don't really know how quickly restrictions will be lifted or what's going to be expected of us or what our day is going to look like. Um, I suppose the first thing I would say would be um, acceptance of where we're at and that we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, psychologists like to talk about radical acceptance, but it sort of sounds a bit of a buzzword, but it just means um, accepting reality of where we're at right now, um, even if it's something we're not happy about, even if we find it unacceptable. Um, it can feel like to accept something is to say that we agree with it or that we're okay with it. But um, if we don't accept it, then we're pushing against it. And psychologically, that's really hard. So um, it might be accepting feelings that we're having. It might be accepting that we don't know when we're going back to work or when our routine goes back to normal. Um, it might be accepting that things are a bit upside down at the moment. Um, but um, accepting where we're at rather than fighting against it is, is going to be something that's helpful. Um, and also, I think building in routine and structure where we can is going to give us a sense of certainty because right now there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of change that's out of our control. Um, so those little helpful ways that we can get control back. So I'm thinking of things like going to bed at a normal time, getting up at a normal time. Um, you may not have to, have to do all the same things in the morning, but doing things that are helpful every day. So it might be doing some exercise at the same time every day, or um, if you've got kids, you're homeschooling, you might homeschool them at the same sort of time every day putting um, a bit of routine in place, but then not thinking too far ahead, but, um, you know, mentally accepting that this is the routine this week. Um, and in three weeks, it might be totally different, but, um, but this is where we are right now. And sort of trying to find those, those places where we can have structure. Um, I think we really thrive on structure and predictability. And at the moment, a lot of those things that give us that are gone, but um, there are ways that we can grab onto some. So things like having meal times at the same time, um, eating meals together or whatever it is um, that uh, gives you that sort of structure to hinge the rest of your day on. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that are, it's probably good for us to think about because in Australia, we've kind of got this culture of everything will be all right, or as Australians would say, she'll be right. <laughs> and when we're thinking and talking about stuff like this, um, it's quite easy to minimise it and go, oh, yeah, but everyone is going through similar stuff or it's not that big a deal, everything's going to be okay. Um, and, and sometimes we struggle to know at what point um, we should reach out for more help or more specifically to, to professional help. Mm -hmm. um, can you give us any clues about when might be a good time or an appropriate time to maybe reach out to someone who's a professional? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, if, if the feelings that you're experiencing or the behaviors that you're worried about are starting to impact your quality of life, um, then even if you do feel that your problem isn't as big as someone else's, if it's impacting your quality of life, it's, it's probably time to reach out to someone and get some support. Or if it's impacting your ability to function, so things like um, it's hard for you to get up and and do the things that you need to do. It's hard to get motivated. Um, maybe in the current situation for some people, it'll be hard to leave the house, that sort of stuff. Um, then that's a good time to, to ask for some outside help. Um, with anxiety type symptoms, if you're having a lot of really sort of physical intense anxiety, things like panic attacks or um, just those really um, strong anxiety feelings, then that's probably something that would benefit from some support. Um, but you sort of touched on there that, you know, sometimes we feel like my problem's not big enough to need a psychologist, you know, I should just suck it up and get on with it, you know, um, it, I'm just dealing with what everyone else is dealing with. Um, but I always, I, I always say that if you think you could benefit from seeing a psychologist for a few sessions, then you're probably right. Um, because I think most people probably could anyway. Um, it doesn't do any harm. And, and if you go and see a psychologist, no, no psychologist is going to think, why did this person come? They don't have any real problems. And that's something we tell ourselves, but that's not something that a psychologist will be thinking mm -hmm. at all. Um, so even if you, when, when I was saying all these things before about that would be signs, even if those things don't describe where you're at at the moment, if you just feel that this is stress beyond what's normal for you and you think that some specific strategies for your life, um, for how to manage that stress would be helpful, then um, there's no harm in, in reaching out to psychologists and seeing if they can help you. Yeah. And there's just one last uh, question I, I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, before I do talk about that, we will link to... Um, some pages if you do think you need some professional help um, we'll link to that uh, in the comments um, on on this video but one last thing Australia has done a really really good job of flattening the, the curve and now we're in this sort of new stage of things slowly beginning to reopen um, and society beginning to, to ramp up, people going back to work, shops opening, cafes, restaurants, all of that sort of thing. And that brings on a whole um, new uh, set of issues. We've been told now for the last two months, don't go out. And now we're being told it's okay, you can go out in, in these little ways. It's gonna bring up all sorts of feelings for people. Can you kind of help us navigate that a little bit, maybe in some best ways to consider how we, re-enter back into society? Mm. Um, I think as the restrictions start to be lifted, there's going to be some people that are going to feel like it's not going quick enough. They just want to go back to normal. I'm ready. I'm sick of isolation. And there's going to be another group of people who are going to think, no, you know, it's a bit scary out there. I'm not, I'm not quite ready yet. Um, and so wherever you're at is, is again, perfectly normal. And I think um, if you are someone who's finding it hard to, look at the idea of being part of a crowd again or going back to work um the first thing would be to go at your own pace and to do what you're comfortable with just because a restriction has been lifted doesn't mean you have to do that thing that week um so be kind to yourself and if it is something that you're not comfortable with yet um be honest with the people around you and go at a pace that makes you comfortable um, at the same time as that though i would say that if you're finding that it's daunting the thought of, of going outside um, that you do find small ways to do that in a way that feels manageable for you so um, if you're someone who is feeling a bit apprehensive about the idea of going back to normal then it might be a good idea for you to leave the house 
every day if you can. So go for a walk. Maybe you should be the one in your house to do grocery shopping, just little ways that you can um, start that process, I guess. Um, not waiting until you have to go back to work and you haven't left the house in two months, but doing little things here and there to try and, and help make that a more comfortable process. Um, and I guess whether you're someone who thinks it's going too fast or someone who thinks it's not going fast enough, um, it's hard for all of us because we don't get to choose what what restrictions lifted next or when it happens. And we all probably have our own opinions about what is the best way to approach that, but we're all kind of at the mercy of what the rules are. Um, and so something psychologists love to talk about is mindfulness. Um, and that can sound a little bit new age or a little bit, um, you know, not sure what, what that really means, but really it just means concentrating on what's happening right now, right here in this place and this time, and not thinking about the future or the past or other worries. Um, and it's probably a good skill to practice at the moment because today we know what is legal today and we might know what might be legal next week, but we don't know beyond that. Um, and letting our brains run away with either anxiety or excitement or whatever it is um, is not going to be helpful. So um, a really simple, a really simple mindfulness exercise that you could do would be um, to tune into your surroundings and think about what you can perceive in your surroundings with all your senses to ground you in the present moment. If you find that your brain's running away with worries or anxieties about what's next. Um, and that might be, there's lots of resources online and in lots of other places to learn mindfulness, but that might be something to look into. That's a, a potential thing that people might find helpful, especially at a time like this when it's really challenging to stay in the present moment because everything around us is uncertain and what's happening is a bit up in the air. So that's probably a good skill um, and a good time to be learning a skill like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thanks so much to you, Laura, for taking some time just to answer a few questions. And I know even just talking with it, I found what you've been saying helpful. So I, I hope a lot of other people um, out there find it helpful too. Um, so thank you so much. Glad that you could spend some time with us. And uh, maybe we might talk to you again a little bit later. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. If you or somebody you know needs to support with mental health, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14.